Welcome to River's Edge Sermon of the Week. Thanks for joining us today. We're really believing that you'll benefit from the message that you're about to hear. A big thank you to those of you who share our podcast on social media. And thanks for rating and reviewing us on iTunes. For more information about us, please visit riversedgechurch.com.au. Who's ready for the Word of God? Online, in the room, wherever you are, who's ready for it? If you take notes, the title of my message is Take 12 stones. Take 12 stones. If you don't take notes, that's okay. You can just look up at the screen. Uh, In the Bible, in Joshua chapter 4, it says this. Hang in there with me, just a few verses. It says, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones. Everyone say, take up 12 stones. From the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God uh, into the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites to serve as a sign among you in the future. When your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. And when it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. I enjoy the game of golf. I don't get to play golf very often. Um, but it's a game almost anyone can play. But the difference between enjoying the game of golf and being frustrated on the course is your abilities or your lack of abilities on the course. See, there's one thing I've learned about golf. You're like, what is this guy talking about? I've come to church for the Word of God. I'm getting some golf tips. Um, One thing I've learned about golf is this. If your stroke is not right, you simply shouldn't play until it is. And anyone that's ever played golf knows what I'm talking about because your ball kind of veers off and you're so frustrated and then your clubs go flying and, you know, you're just angry at at life if if you've got the wrong stroke. So you see, when your stroke is off and you continue to play, it tends to hinder your development because you're creating a habit. You're, You're continually creating a wrong habit with your golf swing. And then your technique is developed in the wrong way. So you begin to develop something that's called muscle memory, meaning that you become consistent in what you're doing. Here's the, here's the truth. The real difference to your game is made by the memories you carry from a previous game into your current game. Sounds a little bit like life, doesn't it? See, this is the same as your life and my life. Whatever we choose to take with us will determine and have an effect on our lives in the future. We have the ability to take the right things with us or we have the ability to take the wrong things with us as well. Wrong memories, wrong things into our future. See, Joshua and the nation of Israel are in the middle of a miracle. If you don't know this part of Scripture, that's okay. You can read it later. 
This is a moment that the people of God had been waiting for, not for three weeks, three years, or a little while, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. If you're like me, you get annoyed waiting in the McDonald's drive-thru for more than like three minutes for your Sunday or whatever it is. These people were waiting hundreds and hundreds of years, around 700 years. And where they're about to cross the Jordan River, they've been praying about it, dreaming about it, I'm sure thinking about it, all of these things. And this is the moment that they find themselves in. They're crossing the Jordan River on dry ground. God stops the flow of the water and they cross from the wilderness into the promised land, the land that they've dreamed about. Not just individually, but as a whole nation. As they're crossing the Jordan Right in the middle of the river, God does this. He gets a remote control and he hits a pause button. So they're just in the middle of the greatest miracle in the history of this nation. And as they're going across, God pauses them. Hey, hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Before you get over there, just wait one moment. And he asks them to stop what they're doing. Isn't God a bit frustrating like that? Does anyone else know what I'm talking about? It's like, no, I've got this God. Just a sec, I'm in a hurry. I've got to do what I need to do. And God has an ability of asking us, oh, wait up. Just relax for one second. So God hits the pause button on them, had them stop and remember the work that he had done. How often in our society here in Australia do we need to pause every now and then? I don't know if you're like me, but you're on social media, then you're doing five devices at one time. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? You're sending an email, you're responding to some people are doing it right now, and they've got the work phone and they've got their uh, other phone, and, and we're so distracted and so busy that God sometimes needs to just go, hey, everyone, pause. Stop for a second because you need to remember what I have done. See, the people are on their way to cross the Jordan River and God speaks to them. He speaks to Joshua and says, choose 12 men, one from each tribe, get them to bring a stone from the middle of the Jordan River. See, when, they, when Joshua asked 12 men to get a stone and he picked these 12 men, they could have had some pretty negative memories. Here's why. Because the last time 12 men were chosen, uh, I don't know if you know the scriptures, but the last time 12 men were chosen to go out and spy the land, it came with uh, wandering around for 40 years. And that could have brought great defeat, great negativity into their memory because the last time 12 men were picked, I wonder if those 12 men in the whole group of people around were going, hold on a second, we remember last time that 12 men were chosen, that this was a negative experience in our country and in our nation, and now he's asking for 12 men to be chosen. This, rep- this time represented great defeat in the nation's history, but the task this time was to take a stone from the middle of the Jordan, carry it into their future. This is significant that God did this. He tells them to take something from the middle of their miracle, the middle of that moment, and remember it in the future. See, through Scripture, whenever you see stones and whenever you see rocks in the Bible, it speaks to us of memories. 
Whenever God moved in people's lives or in the nation's life, um, in the Old Testament, they would construct a monument. They would be intentional about it. They would get some stones and they would position them and they would create a monument to God. They would make this place a, a place of worship to God. So next Sunday, what I don't want you to do, and I'm sure Pastor Luke wouldn't want this either, is that you're carrying massive rocks into church. Don't do that. Keep your rocks at home next week. But now in the, uh, the, the era that we live and in, in the New Testament and beyond, it speaks of our memories and our testimonies and our stories. That is what this speaks of in our lives. See, in the Old Testament, Noah um, had an encounter with God. He leaves the ark. And the first thing he did is it says in Scripture that when he stepped out of the ark, he built an altar. Five months he would have been on the boat for with animals. Who, who would enjoy that? Not me. After five months of being on a boat with animals, and I, if I stepped out of the ark, the first thing I would be looking for is coffee. I would be going, where is it? I need a double shot. I need caffeine in my system right now. I've been on the boat with smelly animals. Right now, I need a good cafe. I want brunch. I want to... That's what I would be doing. But Noah steps off the ark, and the second that he steps off it, it says that he builds an altar. He builds an altar to remember what God has done. He's saying that I have to remember this moment in my life. See, God appeared to Abraham, showing him the promised land, and when he got there, he built an altar. The people of God left Egypt and are victorious in battle, and Moses builds an altar. Here's my favorite one. Jacob, he slept on a rock. I, I just think that's cool. Um, he had a dream from God. He wakes up, and he builds an altar saying, I'm going to remember what God has done during this moment in my life. If you want to be a Christian that has lasting change, that isn't up and down from one Sunday to the next, you'll be a Christian who turns moments into worship, who takes a moment with God or a moment in your life and turns it into worship to God. That's a Christian that is going to have lasting fruit, that is going to have a lasting memory. Hey, who here loves a good holiday? Anyone in church love a good holiday? You can be honest, it's not unspiritual to have a holiday. God even rested. So a few people. Who loves holidays to the bush and to mountains or rivers or that kind of stuff? A few. Who likes beach holidays? You're my people. Yes. The water, the beach, the sunshine. See, I love, some of you right now are dreaming of holidays. You're like, it's that time of year. Please, Lord, bring summer quick. I need to go on holidays. See, my family, when we go on holidays over many years uh, with the kids, um, they would try to bring something back from our holidays. So it would be like shells or rocks or all of those. If you've got little kids, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, our kids used to get so many things they would have rocks and shells and dirt and all this stuff, trying to bring it to put it in the car. And we're like, no, 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 you can't put all of that, I know it's lovely, inside of the car. Uh, so you can choose one thing and you can bring that uh, back home, but you've got to clean it off, like whether it's a shell or whatever it is. And then later we got a bit smarter and we decided 
that we were going to, every place we'd go on a holiday, we would bring a magnet, get a magnet, and the kids could choose it. So one of the places the kids, when we came back from Thailand, got to go was Wet and Wild. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And every kid was like, yes! My kids were like, this is the best thing ever. So we got to go to Wet and Wild. We got to go to this place called Penang, Malaysia. Any Malaysians in the house? No? Cool. Amazing food, if you ever get to go there. Um, another place we got to go is Kangaroo Valley in the south coast of New South Wales. So we got one of these for a memory. Another place we got to go because we lived there was Thailand, PP Island down south, just blue water. So we would take a magnet. What we'd do with these magnets with the kids is when we got home, we would put it on the fridge. As you do, we wouldn't just put it in the drawer, put it on the fridge. So every single day when we'd walk past the fridge, remember how we went to Wet and Wild? Wow. Remember how we got to go on the boat or we got to, you know, go swimming in that place? What were we doing? You think, that's enough. Don't tell me more holidays because I want to go on holidays. This is driving me crazy. The reason we did that is because we wanted to create memories in our family. We wanted to celebrate a moment in our family and bring it into our future and celebrate it. See, with God, if you're going to have a moment with God, don't easily walk past that moment you had with God. Don't have an encounter with God. Don't have a revelation from God. And then the next day you've forgotten all about it. Take a moment in your life to make sure that you stop and you celebrate the goodness of God in your life because otherwise you'll be focused on everything that's going wrong, every problem, every challenge at work, every family issue, and you've missed the goodness of God in your life. See, you'll you'll have a a more joyful disposition. You'll have a, a more faith in your spirit. You'll have a spring in your step when you focus as much on the goodness of God in your life as the challenges that you're facing at work. God will begin to remind you of things. Take a moment, maybe in your own life, you can write a note of the good things that God has done in your life, even in the last few years. It might take a little while. That's okay. Focus on the goodness of God in your life. See, significant moments deserve to be preserved. Don't preserve and hang on to every negative thing And forget the goodness of God. (laughs) Get it the other, you know, stuff happens. Challenges happen in our lives. But don't dwell so much on that and let the things that God is doing in your life pass you by. The first point is this. Don't worry, I've only got 47 points today. (laughs) If you knew that was a joke, by the way. First point is this. God works miracles, but it's up to us to build monuments. God works miracles, but it's up to us to build monuments. See, many of us experience miracles in our lives. We literally, right now, you might be walking in the call of God or a dream that that God gave you. And right now, you know, this, this is an example of it. Three years ago, you were praying for a job. You were crying out to God, God, just give me anything. One day, two days, whatever you've got. And guess what? Miraculously, six months later, one year later, you got a job. And then now you're working in that job and you go, oh, silly boss, he always makes me get there early. Oh, they, they don't pay me enough now. And what happens is God performed a miracle but, and you're walking in the middle of the miracle that you were praying for, but you're not celebrating the goodness of God in it. 
We can walk right past what God has done in our lives. And I want to encourage you today, celebrate the good things that God has done. You can't do a miracle on your own. God can do a miracle. But you can surely build a monument to God. You can surely say, God, thank you for my children. I was praying for kids. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my pastors. I was praying for pastors. Like, you know, whatever it may be in your life, celebrate the goodness. When God does a miracle, make sure you build a monument that you worship God as a result of that. See, Joshua understood this, telling the people, in years to come, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? They can tell future generations of God's miracles as they enter the promised land. There's power in building a monument and telling people about your miracle. See, Joshua is, is going through the middle of this miracle and God says, take something with you. What you choose to take with you in your memories makes all the difference. Many people aren't intentional about it. Many people just let their mind wander. Just take whatever problem happens, I'll dwell on that for a bit, okay, something. And we're not intentional about it, but the truth is, when they built a monument in the Old Testament, they didn't just accidentally, a few stones stumbled over. No, 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 no. They picked specific stones. They were very intentional about it. I want to encourage you with your memories, with your stories, with your testimonies. Don't be accidental, be intentional with what God has done in your life. Can I get an amen today? So God's saying, don't be accidental. No, no, no. Choose 12 stones. There could have been a lot of stones. I would imagine there'd be a lot, but take 12. Pick 12 specific stones. I want you to remember what I did in this place. So God works miracles, but it's up to us to build monuments. See, I think Joshua was pretty smart. He got the young guys, 20-year-olds, I don't know how old they are, I'm just guessing. Um, and he goes, hey, you go over there, go over there, go over there, get 12 stones. These young guys carrying these like massive rocks, like shaking. As Joshua's standing back. They come back. This is Jesse's version, cool? They dump this big rock there. He tells them, back off, bro. Eleven others come, bring all these huge rocks. So they do all the heavy lifting. Joshua does this. Stand back. Says, Joshua, put it together. Joshua intentionally positioned the stones to build an altar of worship to God. See, in your life, here's something you have to know. You don't do the heavy lifting. You think you do, you don't. God does the heavy lifting. God's the one that does the miracles in our lives. But it's up to us to be intentional about positioning our memories, our stories, our testimonies, that it would be worship to God, that it would be honor to God. See, he put it together. He was decisive with those stones. I want to encourage you, call to mind the goodness of God, the stories and the testimonies of God in your life. When we were pastoring in Thailand, we rented a house and, and in my office there was a cork board and it was this massive cork board in, in the office 
And if anyone was like my wife, she's like very particular, like OCD, anyone else like that, like everything has to be very organized. That's my wife. My office on the corkboard is like a million pieces of paper everywhere. And there's highlights and there's dates and there's places I was and all this stuff. And people would walk into my office and be like, is this a crime scene? Like, what's this vibe going on here? There's just things everywhere. And But the truth is, every single one of those pieces of paper in my office on this corkboard were testimonies, were prophetic words over my kids, were times I, I had a moment with God or, or something significant someone sent me. And this is what I would do. I'd be so intentional. I would write, I would type it out. I would write word for word. I would listen back, listen back, listen back. I would write the date, the place, who it was from, where it happened, and I would put it on my office wall. So every time I walked into my office, even if I was having a bad day complaining and whinging and kicking the cat or whatever it would be, I would see this prophetic word. And I think, wow, thank you, God. I would create a place in my home of a memory to God that I wouldn't just dwell on the things that were challenging me on that day, but I would say, God, I remember that word over my kids. I declare your goodness, your faithfulness, a miracle working power in my kids. God, I claim that word over my children today in the name of Jesus. See, in, in our lives, let's not be quick to forget the good things that God has done. I refuse to let the good things go by. I will remember. See, one of the traps we can fall into is you might be doing well today and you can forget the goodness of God. Or when you're down and it's tough, uh, you can complain about what's happening in life and so your prayers become complaintless to God. Is anyone like me just a little bit today? And this can happen in our, in our lives. So we can have low times and we can have high times in our lives, but we need to remember the faithfulness of God. See, in Psalm 42, verse 6, if you remember one verse, I want you to remember this one today. David says this, he says, My soul is downcast within me. Okay, if you can just stop reading there, I know you won't, but that's okay. My soul is downcast within me. Here it is, this is what he does. It doesn't mean you just have a little bad day. This is like, this is depression. Like, this is a tough, tough season. His soul is downcast. He says, therefore... I'll remember you from the land of the Jordan. Can I tell you another series on Netflix? Won't help your soul. Could be cool, but it's not going to lift your soul. Just another episode. Just another whatever. Just something else to entertain me. It will not lift your soul. When you find yourself down, challenged, maybe depression, maybe anxiety or worry over your future, over your work or your business, whatever it is, remember God. Say, God, I'm going to remember. This is sometimes when you're in church, and I've grown up under the seats in church, so I've been to a lot of church services. Sometimes you're in church and the person next to you is like, anyone know what I'm talking about? Fully encountering God. They're weeping and you're standing there going, did I miss? Wait, wait a sec. Did I miss something? And you're standing there and it's, you just don't it's not happening. This is what I do when I'm in that moment. This is what happens. When I'm in a moment where I look across and I think, wow, they're having an encounter with God. What's wrong with me? This is what I do. I remember the last time I had a moment with God. 
I recall to mind, God, when was the last time I heard from you? Maybe it was a verse that spoke to me. Maybe it was a time praying that you did something in my spirit. Maybe it was a prophetic word. I'm going to call to mind the last time I had a moment with God. Don't get down on yourself. Just remember the goodness of God in your life. David is saying, when I'm feeling low, I'm not going to other things. I'm going to remember you. Second thing today I want to tell you is what we choose to remember will affect our present and our future. It will affect our present and our future. See, when God turns up, make sure to remember it. Never forget what God has done. When we moved back to Australia 12 months ago, we are in Thailand and we were praying for a home. And I was looking at Sydney Homes thinking, dear Lord, what happened since we've been away? Um, maybe I need to have three jobs just to find a house. So, so what, what did we do? We decided to pray. We thought, if anyone can do this, the one that's going to be doing the heavy lifting, it's going to be God. So we, we got the kids together. and we, we wrote a list of prayer things. We wrote, we want to have parks near our house. We, we were like audacious. We wrote all of these things down. And uh, to be honest, one of them, like, all of this like faith prayers. I thought to myself, God's really got to come through. for Like we've been on the mission field. So just so you know, if you're new, missionaries and pastors normally aren't very rich. Just, just so you know. <laughs> um, so we came back and we're trying to find a house. And we wrote this prayer list while we're in Thailand coming back. And we're looking around, believing and praying for things. And about four months ago... We found a place, and every single one of the things we prayed for, this place had. And um, what we did, the first thing we did is when we moved in, we got the keys. Just, it's a shoebox, just so you know. You're like, whoa, it's a mansion. No, 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 this is like a, our miracle. That's all I'll say, <laughs> like our miracle, this tiny little place. The, the, the first thing we did with the kids is we came together, and we had the keys in our hand, and we... We hadn't done anything. We hadn't even moved anything in, but we held hands. And we said, God, we thank you that this place will be a place where miracles take place. God, you have been the one that does the heavy lifting. You are the one that has done the miracle. God, you are the one that has performed a miracle in our midst, God. And we are going to choose to remember what you have done. We are going to refuse to let the goodness of God that you have shown in our lives go past us. We chose to worship in that moment and say, thank you, God, for everything that you've done. See, in your life, maybe you're believing for a miracle. Keep hanging on. Keep having faith to remember what God has done in the past, that he's going to be able to do it in your life in the future. If I can have the worship team come up just before I pray for you. See, this week I want to challenge you. Maybe you need to write in a journal. Maybe you need to put something on your fridge. Maybe you need to put something in your mirror. When you're like waking up in the morning, and you're like, oh my goodness, what's that? You can see the goodness of God. You can see a scripture. You can see a testimony. You can see something that will remind you of his goodness in your life. Write a list and carry it into your future. Carry those memories. Make a habit of remembering the goodness of God. Before I go, uh, it's, it's possible to carry the right memories into your future, but it's also possible to carry the wrong memories 
And there's a guy in the Bible by the name of Gideon, and he built an altar to God. He had an encounter with God. And the first thing that God tells him to do is to tear down his father's altar, uh, another altar. And I felt as I was praying for this service that um, we need to remember the goodness of God in our lives, but some of us also need to ask God to tear down the wrong things that we've been dwelling on, in rerunning, rerunning, mulling over, stewing on it so much that we've forgotten what God has actually done, that His presence is close to us, that He is a faithful God, that He is loving, that He is gracious towards us and our families. He is going to bring us through in Jesus' name. And, and I just felt that there's some people here that maybe you're one of those people and God's going to begin to break down some things that He doesn't want you to carry into the future. It's not that it didn't happen in your life. It's not that it didn't happen in your family. It's not that the challenge didn't happen at work. It's not going like this and going, no, 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 no. But it's just going, you know what? I'm not going to dwell on that in my future. I'm not going to bring that memory as the centerpiece in my future. I'm going to allow God to tear down the wrong altars the wrong altars inside of my life and in my mind and in my soul. See, one of the great words for God in the Bible is this word. It's that He is the cornerstone. He's the cornerstone. So when you're building the memories and you're putting intentionally these stones, the most important stone that you should choose is the cornerstone that holds everything else in your life together, that you would position that stone at the center of your life. I want to pray for you. If you could stand to your feet, put your phones or whatever you've got in your hands down just for a second. And if you, when you stand up, if you can just close your eyes just for one moment. Father, I thank you for this amazing church. God, I thank you that this church is your bride, that you love your church. Not a building, but a, a people, a community of people. And God, I pray for this great community, whether they're watching online or in the room today, God. And I pray for people who, who maybe have been carrying uh, the wrong memories. And God, I, I pray that we won't build an altar to the wrong things. God, but we would position you as a cornerstone that we believe that you are a miracle-working God, that those things we've been praying for, believing for, God, you are faithful. You are good. You are gracious to us, God. And I, I thank you for every person, from the youngest to the oldest here. God, I pray for those in the room today, God, that you need to work on the inside. Maybe it's, it's thoughts in their mind. Maybe it's confusion right now. God, I pray in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, God, you would begin to move in their life right now. God, you would begin to um, show them what you're doing. God, that they would begin to hear your voice again. God, they will be refreshed today in church. God, that they will encounter you. God, that they would remember what you have done in the past, that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. God, and I just pray over this church, God, that faith will rise again. God, that there will be a stirring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God, that we would take 12 stones. God, we would take those memories, God, of what you have done. God, that we would carry those into our future, God, I pray. God, and I thank you for 
uh, those in this room today, God, maybe that need to make you the center of their lives again. God, that you would truly be put uh, back in your rightful place in our lives, that you are the cornerstone, that you hold it all together. So God, I just declare your goodness in this place. God, I pray that fear would go. God, I pray that anxiety and worry and depression, God, maybe that it, it felt heavy on people's lives. God, I pray that they would walk out today with the peace of God, the joy in the Holy Spirit. God, that they would walk out with fresh faith for the future. God, because you're calling them to an exciting future. In the name of Jesus. Everyone said, Amen. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to River's Edge Sermon of the Week. For more information about us, please visit riversedgechurch.com.au.